Fox News host Tucker Carlson says documents damning to the Biden family had gone missing, but after doing an entire segment on the missing papers, UPS suddenly finds them. Hmm. And three were killed in France in a suspected terrorist attack as tensions continue to rise between Muslims and French leaders. And police discover a van loaded with explosives in Philadelphia. We've got that and much more coming up, and it starts right now. Friday Eve. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I'm Hillary Kennedy. I am still filling in for Miss Sarah Gonzalez. She has been posting some recent baby pictures, so you can look for those online. He is a cutie. And with me today, Mr. Yako Buyans, the president and founder of Share Together and host of the Yako Buyans Show. Thanks for being here. Good to be here. And then Rob Eno, one of our favorites too, Blaze TV's media critic. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being at the table. All right, guys. So this has been kind of a, a mysterious couple of days. So Tucker Carlson, he went on the air last night and said he was very close to obtaining documents that were damaging to the Biden campaign, but they suddenly vanished under mysterious circumstances. It's taken some twists and turns today, but let's listen to what he said last night. They traced the envelope from the moment our producers dropped it off in Manhattan on Monday, all the way to 3.44 a.m. yesterday morning. That's when an employee at a sorting facility in another state Notice that our package was open and empty. Apparently it had been opened. So the company's security team interviewed every one of its employees who touched the envelope we sent. They searched the plane and the trucks that carried it. They went through the office in New York where our producer dropped that package off. They combed the entire cavernous sorting facility. They used pictures of what we had sent so that searchers would know what to look for. They went far and beyond, but they found nothing. Those documents have vanished. As of tonight, the company has no idea and no working theory even about what happened to this trove of materials, documents that are directly relevant to the presidential campaign just six days from now. All right. So like he said, they they found that the, the contents of the package had been open and taken. They couldn't figure out who did it. Well, then today. UPS announced that after an extensive search, it had located the contents of the package that they believed were lost in transit. Um, it says that the host producer had reported the shipping package use, using the overnight service that it was missing, but they finally found the contents. They said we're arranging for its return. They said UPS will always focus first on our customers and will never stop working to solve issues and make things right. We will ensure that every package is delivered, including essential goods, precious family belongings, and critical health care. However, they haven't said how soon this package is going to be delivered to Carlson, nor did they offer any information about how or why the package was lost or misplaced in the first place. So, do you think something suspicious is going on in regards to the missing papers that have now suddenly been found? You know what a really good spy does? You know? You make copies and you put it back. Mm. Okay? That's what a really good spy does. Mm -hmm. right? So it goes missing for 10, 12, 14, 17 hours, and then we're going to send it to you. Now, I would like to see it on the double, like overnight, speed, mm -hmm. freight, get it there because it's imminent, it's important. But who else now has a set to prepare a defense? Who else now has a set to combat? And am I going conspiracy theory here? I don't know, but don't open my mail. Yeah, it, it's, I, I mean, my big thing is who puts something like that in UPS the regular or mail. the mail? Exactly. Or, well, UPS or, or, or the mail. You, you put that in a briefcase, you put a handcuff you on you, guy. and you, you fly, fly a, a guy, guy with it. If it's that damning, yeah. 
you don't, and you make copies and you email the copies so you have copies. Like if, if that didn't happen, you know, shame on them. Maybe they're like original documents and he needed the, you know, a notary stamp on them or something to show that they were really real. Um, but, you know, there's, there are... There are ways to get that to Tucker before his show tapes today or tomorrow. I'm sure that he'll get them. Yeah. Um, I, I would imagine that Fox has people that they can send to go get them uh, from the facility. Yeah. Um, or UPS is like, we don't want to be the bad guys. I do like that Tucker didn't out UPS, though. Yeah. You're right, That's the didn't. one thing. Tucker's yeah. like, he did not, not. He did he did not, not out the company. He, he said, said a large, he, a large, he, he said yeah. a large package company. Yeah. It could have been one of like four. It could have been the post exactly. office. It could have been FedEx. It could yeah, have been UPS. Classy. It could have been DHL. Um, if DHL still does domestic, I don't know if they still do domestic stuff in the United States. But you know, he didn't out them, and I thought that that was good. Um, but again, if these things were that important, I'm I'm just shocked that they didn't pay somebody to get on a plane to bring them. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, take the head of the head of the head. Get on a plane and fly it over there. And and it also it might have been marked from Fox News. You know, I, I don't Obviously, know. Obviously, or two Fox. I mean, if yeah, it had Tucker Fox Carlson's News, name on so, it, I mean, that's another stupid thing. If they put exactly. Tucker's name on it instead yeah. of like the PA and right. a fake company, you know what yeah, I mean? The product, exactly. production assistant for those market of, Christmas yeah. gift. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, it just makes you wonder. Once they do get them back, is everything going to be there? Is something going to be know. missing? Will they know well, if something is missing? They'll know if something's missing because they, they they know what was sent. But for me, it's more who now has a set of this document. Right. That's that's what I always say. It's the same thing with the hunter thing. Who else saw it? Who knows? Because sometimes information it helps you pivot. It helps you to build a defense before the attack comes. Right. So, but I'm with you 100. percent You don't put stuff like that in the mail. Well, and you're so right, because it's buying them so much time to come up with ways to deny, 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 which has kind of been their game plan with all of this, is just to say Well, no. the element of surprise is gone, right? Mm-hmm. Well, so let's talk about some good news. I'm, I was excited to see this. Uh, the United States economy posted a record-breaking rebound in the third quarter and has gone a long way toward recovering from the devastation due to the coronavirus-related shutdowns. So from July through September, the U.S. gross domestic product grew by 7.4 percent, which equals an annualized rate of 33.1 percent, which is pretty amazing. It still it managed to top economists most recent prediction of a 32 percent increase, and it blew away their forecast of an 18 percent increase from a few months ago. This is great news. Um, It shows that major increases in consumer spending and business and residential investment the, the big winners here were healthcare, food services, motor vehicles, clothing, and footwear. Now, I will say the only caveat to this, um, there's still about 10.7 million um, jobs that are, are still not filled of the 20 million that were lost during the pandemic. So the unemployment, unemployment rate, excuse me, it has been improving over the past several months. You know, it's, it's always a little slow coming back. But the good news is that the economy is making a much better comeback than expected. So how much do you think that this will help Donald Trump? No, a lot. Look, the economy, people vote their wallet. They can say whatever they want. You're still going to vote your wallet at the end of the day. At least it's a big deciding factor, right? And, and you can knock this guy all you want, but here's a pandemic, all the unfair cards that he's been dealt, and still on, on the heels of a pandemic, going into an election when things normally kind of slows down, people get the market gets a little sensitive. We break records. It shows you about the resiliency of the American people, where all they're being told is you're not resilient, you can't handle COVID, we got to handle it for you, you can't, you know, protect yourself. And the American people are saying, no, we're going to bounce back. 
we are going to bounce back. And if he gets reelected, we're going to see a booming American economy. If not. Right. We need to brace ourselves. I mean, and think of what this came back from, right? All the economists said that when the, the extra $600 a week check went away, all of those things that the economy would tank, right? That's right. And in places where they've been allowed to open up, they've opened up. And, and I go back to, you know, Biden and the Democrats want to say that the Republicans um, or that Donald Trump killed, killed the economy because he didn't take coronavirus seriously and all of those things. And again, right now, Europe is in exponential growth. It now has more cases than the United States. This is the European Union, not the continent as a whole. It has more cases. It only has about 20% more people than the United States does. And they did all of these things. They shut down. They contract trace. They did all of these things. And the American economy is still booming. And we're still below what they are. So was it Donald Trump or is it a virus that can't be mm-hmm. contained? And, and, and you make a point. OK, can you imagine just for one second? Consider this. That's a record third quarter report with a lot of the countries shut down. Still, California is not contributing to that. Hardly any. Right. New York's not really contributing to that. Mm-hmm. These are the red states that have opened up that says we'll carry the country. We'll carry America. Can you imagine if those were open? Can you imagine for a second, in those 10 million jobs you're talking about, you can attribute those to the states that are closed, that are keeping the, you know, the restaurant worker at home, that, are keeping, that don't want to open. That's right. where that's coming from. Well, it is, it's, it's such great news. It's encouraging. It's something positive amidst all the bad news and the gloom and doom that we've been hearing. Do you think that the mainstream media is going to report on this? Oh, they did report it on it. They're not going to hype on it. It's not going to be what they report on every moment of every day. Um, for the next five days, but they'll they'll report on it because you can't ignore something like this. Um, and you asked if there if it's going to help. I you know we'll see if there's enough time. You, you know what I mean? I've seen some analysis that the people that have voted are the the heavy Democratic voters in early voting. Um, it's a it's a difference in tactics that Republicans do. Republicans normally focus on the low propensity voters that they think will vote for them and and spend their time there. Remember, Republicans are the only ones doing door knocking. The Democratic Party's not doing a big get out the vote effort. Um, So I've seen some analysis that the Democrats like easy to get voters are the ones that have voted now. And they still have to try and get their hard to get people out. Mm -hmm. And we'll see if that and that's in some of these key battle states. But again, you know, half of the electorate has voted already. That's incredible. So it's, you know, we'll. Early voting ends tomorrow in a lot of states, um, including here in Texas. So we'll see what happens. I don't know if it'll have an effect on Monday, but hopefully it does. And hopefully people will vote their pocketbook this time and not do that dichotomy that the media keeps telling us that they might do. Well, it was definitely a bright spot in the day to get that news for sure. All right. So let's talk a little bit about House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. She predicted Wednesday that uh, Joe Biden will win the White House and suggested that it would be in Donald Trump's best interest to stand up like a man and accept it. Let's take a listen. On January 20th, 2021, Joe Biden will be inaugurated president of the United States. The states will count the votes that they have in a timely fashion. And again, if the president wins in that format, then so be it, then he's president. We don't anticipate that that will be the case, and neither does he. And that's why he's trying to, as I say, stir the pot so that people will think that he really won when he didn't. But the easiest thing for him to do 
is to stand up like a man and accept the results of an election of the American people. All right, thoughts on her comments. Yeah, How can she be yeah, so yeah, sure? Yeah. Can we, if we could, the producers can't do it now because we didn't tell them, but you could roll that back, okay, to the impeachment hearing. Donald Trump will be impeached and he will be removed from the White House. It's a promise they made. Didn't happen. You're not Nostradamus and you're very, very <laughs> weak at it. You're, you're batting below 100, Nancy. Okay, you've tried everything. Why should we believe you now? I actually love, I love the, the, the false confidence, you know. And then, did she just speak for the president? She did. She, did she, she did. just speak on behalf he of the president? It. He knows it. He knows it. He, <laughs> he knows, knows nothing. You know, he's going to stand like a man and say, four more great years. That's what he's going to stand and do. This is ridiculous. What I thought was really interest, interesting was the speaker reinforced her message by tweeting out the video of her remarks, too. She wanted to make sure everybody knew that she said it. Okay. Is it just me or for the last four years if we had Democrats that haven't accepted the results of the 2016 election? That's right. You know, that, that's the amazing thing to me. When, and, and Hillary said it earlier and said, Joe, don't concede. Um, you know, she didn't concede the night of the election. She went to bed um, probably because she wasn't in a, a state to, con- to give a speech um, with what she was probably doing. That's a good point. Uh, you know, so it, it's amazing to me that they have the hubris after trying to delegitimize an election for four years with fake, a fake Russian dossier. Um, it's, they, they tried to impeach him for telling the truth about Hunter Biden. It's just, it's amazing to me. And hopefully, you know, I think that Donald Trump's going to win. Um, I think it's going to be over 300 electoral votes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I picked the last election pretty close. Um, I feel the same way going into this one. We'll see what happens. I could be completely wrong, right? I mean, and I'll be here and I'll be like on Tuesday and say, yep, I was wrong. <laughs> or Wednesday, yep, that was me. But I think that Donald Trump's going to win. I think everybody that, that wants to vote for him is going to go out and vote for him. And it, it'll just be interesting. But to, to just sit there and say, you know what's going to happen. If you knew what was going to happen, what the heck is Barack Obama coming off the bench for the last week of the election? Right. Exactly. Come on. You know what? That's such a good point. That was a Hail Mary. They're throwing a ton of Hail Marys because they want to they want to coerce and convince and some MK Ultra mind control the people into believing that the president has somehow, you know, he knows he's going to lose. No, come on. And I'll stand with you. I'll go. Yes. North of 300, maybe deeper than that. And I think there may be a surprise. Come on, America. Let's let him win the popular vote as well. Let's take the popular vote. It was only three million to Hillary. Right. Yeah. Right. Only three million to crooked Hillary. So come on, let's 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 go now. Let's take the popular and the electoral, and let's let's put this thing away. That's right, Yako, motivating everybody. Come on, today. America! <laughs> All right, we got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Rough Greens. The dogs have spoken. Well, not literally, but it's pretty evident by the way that they eat their food when it's got Rough Greens on it makes them so happy. If you're a dog owner, you know that loving your dog, it's only part of the responsibility you have as his owner. You also have to take good care of him and make sure that you do everything that you can to promote a healthy, happy life for him. And that's why I love Rough Greens. Rough Greens, it's not a dog food. It's a supplement that you put on your dog's food, and it contains all those nutrients that your dog needs, but that get cooked out of all the, the dry kibble food when it's being made. The probiotics, the antioxidants, the vitamins, the minerals, the omega oils, these are just some of the things that your dog needs to lead a healthier lifestyle, and they're all the things that are in Rough Greens. So get the Rough Greens Jump Start bag today for just $14.95 and start the process of getting your dog healthier and happier. 
If you want to see your dog thrive again, just go to roughgreens.com slash blaze. That's R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash blaze. We'll be back in a minute. This is a disturbing story. Three people died in a knife attack in Nice, France today in what may be the third terror attack on French soil in about a month. A man wielding a knife, he entered the Notre Dame Basilica in Nice and killed two people and fatally wounded a third who was able to escape outside the church before dying, according to the French authorities. Police are treating the incident as an act of terrorism, according to the Wall Street Journal. Um, the, the Nice mayor said everything leads us to believe that it was a terrorist attack within the Notre Dame Basilica. Several French media outlets reported that at least one of the victims of the attack was beheaded, which mirrors an attack that happened earlier this month when a French school teacher was beheaded by a suspected Islamic radical. Um, police did capture the attacker soon after the incident. They shot him in the shoulder and transported him to a local hospital. While being taken into custody, he repeatedly yelled, Allahu Akbar. Uh, it's just been a really sad state of affairs in France. And in case you missed the story that happened earlier this month, an 18-year-old man did behead that French history teacher, Samuel Petit, outside of the school where he taught. And he was killed because he'd been showing caricatures of the Prophet Muhammad to his class for a lesson on free expression. Now, the French government, they began cracking down on alleged Islamic extremist groups in the wake of Petit's death. Um, President Macron, he's really stuck to his guns about freedom of speech in France. Are either of you surprised that he's standing his ground despite so much backlash from the Muslim community? Because they've, they've started a, a ban on French goods. I mean, there's just been a lot of, of anger and violence surrounding France just within the past month. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm surprised that somebody like Macron is standing his ground on that. You know, it, it's good to see someone in Europe standing their ground against radical islamic extremism that's what this is not not every muslim is extreme this is this is jihadism this is islamism this is people preying on young people that are that that have you know that are in in a ghetto or in a poor area there are no go zones in france we get fact-checked by the, the liberal media all the time when you say there are no-go zones. There are no-go zones in France where the police won't even go in because mm. the radical Islamists control the neighborhoods. It's long past time for Europe to understand what's happening and take it upon themselves to root it out. And, and you're absolutely right. This, this, I think it was a high school teacher, it wasn't a college teacher, that just wanted to like give a lesson to his students on free speech and said, you know, they, people don't want you to see this. And now you've got, you know, ex-leaders from around the world calling for millions of French to be dead. Um, it's absolutely insane. And it's, I, I hope they take this very seriously and start, you know, knocking doors, cracking heads. Yeah, no, mm -hmm. he's got to stand his ground. Remember where this came from, though. You know, they created France a, a you know, asylum sanctuary country. And most of Europe did this. Look at what happened in London. This is really, this was the onset of Brexit. If you be honest with yourself, they opened London up to radical Islam. They came in, rape went through the ceiling, okay? Students were complaining in college campuses in France, in, in Ireland, you know, the UK. Because when you let radical facts come into your city, there's going to be an effect. You may not see it today, tomorrow, but here we are. What's about two years now? So the wheel turns and all of a sudden, you got beheadings, like it's the Stonehenge. 
beheadings in, 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 you know, in the middle of France, in the middle of what's supposed to be a first world country. It's because of their policies from two years ago, allowing these radical factions to come in. And you are right. It is the underprivileged that gets indoctrinated, that gets radicalized, like we're seeing with Somali Muslims, you know, in, in Somalia. Not all Muslims, no, but right. there's a radical faction. It's jihadist and, and, they, and they want anarchy. And that's why it is here. They opened the back door to their country. Well, unfortunately, the, there's a price. The mayor of Nice, uh, Estrosi, I mean, he, he basically just said, enough is enough. We have to remove this Islamo-fascism from our territory. So it, he said, you know, before it was a school professor, this time the Islamo-fascist barbarism chose to attack inside a church. And he said, this is symbolic. You know, this is, this is no but, random accident. But the churches have been going up forever. There have been attacks on churches by Islamists in France for the last two to four years. I mean, they, they're burning churches. They're, they're, Notre Dame was not one of the churches they burned. That was an accident. But they have been burning churches. They have been attacking churches. They've been destroying monuments. They've been, you know, destroying statues because they're iconoclasts. They're against statuary. They, they have been doing this. They've been taking, you know, the, the Roman Catholic Church believes that the communion is the body and blood of Christ. They have been taking the body and blood of Christ out of the sanctuaries and throwing it on the street. They've been doing this. For years. But, but remember, it's part of the doctrine, right? For the radical yeah. faction, right? It is, it is get rid of the infidel. It's for the radical faction. They're going to come after the, 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 any Christian or, or you know, Christian-like religious institution. They're going to attack them. But again, this is, this is our 9-11 theory. You know, those boys would turn out to fly in our country. It's a long game. This is why you can't tolerate this radical kind of, you know, in our country at the moment can't tolerate radical behavior because you'll pay down the line. You can't. Well, and that brings me to the next story that we have about law enforcement officials in Philadelphia. They launched an investigation into a vehicle that was discovered containing explosives and suspicious items. This comes as the city. It's just been rocked recently with left-wing anti-police riots and widespread looting. Um, Action News learned that police recovered propane tanks, torches, possible dynamite sticks from the van. They said the bomb squad was on the scene checking everything out. Um, city officials say at least 200 businesses, many of them already struggling in the midst of the pandemic, that they were the target of the massive looting across the city. Um, they said an undetermined number of Pennsylvania National Guard troops will soon be arriving and the Philadelphia mayor, he slammed those who were doing the looting and rioting, saying the destruction of property will not be allowed. And he, he installed a citywide curfew last night that went into effect at 9 p.m. Explosives. I mean, this really takes the riots to a whole other level. Do you think we're going to be seeing a lot more of this? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, it's spontaneous yeah. riots and spontaneous looting, right? It, 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 there are cells across this country that have these sorts of things set up. So if something happens, they can go into, you know, we saw it in Washington, D.C. with pallets of bricks left in the middle of a street. We're going to see it in all kinds of places. And I think no matter which way this election goes on Friday. Now, one of the things that was interesting that's happened in the past 24 hours, there was a, a Twitter video of an African-American woman who they had like a little meeting in the neighborhood talking about the riots and stuff. And like, you all just went out there and you did that. And then you come home. And you're going to vote for the guy that wrote the crime bill. And you're going to vote for someone that calls themselves the top cop. That's what you're going to do. Yeah. And, and it was like it's that's a video that the mainstream media obviously isn't playing. Mm -hmm. um, but there is there is an undercurrent in the African-American community. Uh, 
And you see it across the country. University of New Orleans poll that was released yesterday. Black males, 43% for Donald Trump, 42% for Joe Biden in this poll. Is that is that a real number? I mean, polling can be, it's a snapshot yeah. in time. It can be all over the place. But I, I mean, but we've seen this there's happening shift, across yeah. the country yeah. where there has been a shift <clears throat> in the African-American community. No matter how much the media says Donald Trump's a racist, there are more and more African-Americans and Hispanics that are going to vote for Donald Trump than voted for Donald Trump last time. And it's going to be, and, and the problem be, is, is the white, is white suburban woman is the, the big problem. Well, I'm telling you, the evangelicals are going to come out more than you've ever seen them vote. And I'm telling you that Hispanic vote and that black vote, it's going to be the tipping point here. And, and they're not prepared for it. But Hillary, here's the deal here. We've allowed the inmates to run the asylum in this country. And you've given them the right and you've told them it's okay to wheel a, last night I saw a, a whole washing machine being wheeled out and a guy carrying a 70 inch flat screen TV as if he was owed that. Because mm-hmm. we're telling, yes, you're going to see more of that, but we've got to crack down on it. But unfortunately, I'm telling you, this is a, a, a snapshot into the future. If we don't steady the ship with a strong hand of law enforcement, I, and there's only one party that's leaning towards strong hand of law enforcement. It's definitely getting scary. Uh, uh, just side note real quick, the Philadelphia PD, they ordered the officers not to arrest the rioters and looters and just to disperse them. Kind of crazy. All right, we've got more to come, but first we want to thank our sponsor, Lamps Plus. I have been spending way more time at home, just like you guys, and as I look around my house, I'm noticing things that never used to bother me, such as my lighting, but rooms that feel dark and outdated fixtures, so I'm fixing all of that with the help of Lamps Plus. Lamps Plus is the nation's largest lighting retailer, and they're so much more than lamps. They have over 50,000 lighting and home furnishing products from top trusted brands, from chandeliers and ceiling fans to lighting fixtures with built-in USB ports that can charge all of your devices, a wide assortment of mirrors and bar stools, and even indoor fountains that provide a soothing sound while you work to kind of upgrade the home office. Now, as a family-owned business that wants to help you love your space, Lamps Plus carries the most trusted brands like Sean Beck, a 150-year-old lighting company from right here in the U.S. that specializes in handmade chandeliers with the world's finest crystals. A Sean Beck chandelier is sure to add some glamorous flair of luxury that you're looking for, that wow factor that impresses everyone who sees it. And one of my favorite things about Lamps Plus is that most of their products ship for free with many shipping the same day. I love that. Right now, Lamps Plus is helping you create the perfect holiday at home to brighten and add some comfort to your space during their Get Ready for the Holidays sale. For a limited time, you can save up to 50% on hundreds of lighting, furniture, and home decor designs by going to lampsplus.com slash why. That's lampsplus.com slash why to save up to 50% on select items. Lampsplus.com slash why. We'll be back in just a minute. I don't know if you remember all the hoopla around this book called A Warning, written by someone called Anonymous that came out about Donald Trump and people were trying to figure out who Anonymous was. Well, as it turns out, former Department of Homeland Security staffer Miles Taylor, he declared yesterday that he is anonymous. The secret alleged senior Trump administration official who penned also an op-ed for The New York Times and then wrote the book, um, a warning criticizing President Trump. So back in 2018, The New York Times published that scathing op-ed. Everyone was trying to figure out who Anonymous was. The author promised to eventually reveal their identity. The book hit number one spots on both The New York Times and Wall Street Journal bestseller lists. 
Well, after Taylor left the Trump administration, he joined CNN. And network host Anderson Cooper asked Taylor on the air in August if he was aware of who Anonymous is. And he answered, I'm not. Let's take a look. There was an op-ed, there was a book by someone uh, calling themselves Anonymous. Are, are you aware of who that is? Uh, I'm not. Look, and I, that was a, uh, a parlor game that happened in Washington, D.C. of a lot of folks trying to think of uh, who that might be. I've got my own thoughts about who that might be, but, uh, you know, I you're want not, my you're not to be on the president, and I certainly don't want to. Uh, I, I wear a mask for two things, Anderson, uh, Halloweens and uh, pandemics. So, no. Did you notice the, um, the affirmative head shake right in the beginning? Absolutely. Your subconscious things often give you away. Mm-hmm. Do you know who Anonymous is? No, I don't. <laughs> like, literally, that's what he did. Well, I mean, they did finally call him out, right? So CNN's Chris Cuomo, he questioned Taylor on why CNN should keep them on the payroll since he lied on the air about being anonymous. Here's a clip of that. You lied to us, Miles. You were asked in August if you were anonymous here on CNN with Anderson Cooper, and you said no. Now, why should CNN keep you on the payroll after lying like that? Chris, it's a great question, and I'll just give you the blunt truth. When I published a warning, I said in the book that if asked, I would strenuously deny I was the author. And here's the reason. Because the things I said in that book were ideas that I wanted Donald Trump to challenge on their merits. We have seen over the course of four years that Donald Trump's preference is to find personal attacks and distractions to pull people away from criticisms of his record. I wrote that work anonymously to deprive him of that opportunity. Okay. First of all, did it sound like he was reading that statement to anybody else? Yeah. Okay. I'm just, just curious. A hero. All right. A hero. Do you think CNN is surprised in any way that he is anonymous? No. What are you talking about? Chris Cuomo is asking a guy, should we keep you because you lied? Cuomo? <laughs> Come on. Could you couldn't? There's no credible source. You know, I had a conversation with my cousin, Franco Dorigo, today in South Africa. Big businessman. Very respected. He calls me today. He said, I just want to let you know you're going to be on The Blaze today. That's the only place I get my news because CNN is the enemy of your state. Okay? I agree with him. That organization is enemy of the state number one. Okay? That's ridiculous that Cuomo would even ask that question. As all of a sudden, now they're going to come with the righteous flag. And now we're going to hold ourselves to a standard of not lying to the people. Come on. It's just farcical. Of course Mm -hmm. the brass at CNN knew that he was anonymous when they hired him. I mean, the New York Times knew when they published a thing. My whole thing is like, this dude's like a low-level administration employee and they're like a high level member no. of the administration yes. the no. staffer he's not yeah. even a senior member yeah do you think the times needs to address that because i mean it led a lot of people to believe it was someone who was really high up in the yeah, system and it turned out it wasn't Yeah, they absolutely do need to address that but they won't i mean they they being the media in the united states of america and the mainstream media is is meaning you never have to say i'm sorry mm-hmm. you never have to apologize for anything you just keep going and people like CNN's media critic, Brian Stelter, aren't going to call you out on it, and it'll just keep going. I mean, it's absolutely amazing. You said something that's just sitting in my head right now. Do you think he read that statement? You know, I wouldn't put it over CNN to say, hey, Chris, this is the answer. We're going to ping him with the question so they can bring this answer to say, oh, I'm, I'm the hero here. 
because I was taking this from the president. I mean, I wouldn't even put it. Absolutely. Very prepared statement. Like it's, you know, it's a play from the playbook. Hey, let's run, you know, Z sweep seven over here because we're going to, I mean, come on. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm just surprised that Bette Midler wasn't playing in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all right. Somebody else who doesn't apologize for a whole lot. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg. So he revealed that he wasn't aware that a person who identifies herself as the person who leads efforts to ensure election integrity on Facebook was formerly a policy advisor to Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden. Zuckerberg said, I think having balance is valuable. We try to do that. I'm not aware of the example you say of someone in charge of this process who worked for Biden in the past. So we can follow up on that. Do you think he actually wasn't aware of that? I don't think he wasn't aware of that. I mean, they they, they had a high level partnership with I think it's the Atlantic Council is the name of the Mm -hmm. organization that this woman works for. Um, and she was the one that was always going to lead it. Now, it goes beyond just being a Biden staffer, right? So, so let's go through her whole history. She was born in the 1980s in Soviet Russia to a Nigerian father and a Ukrainian mother. Now, I, I don't remember I was alive in the 80s. I was in my teens. I don't remember the Soviet Union being an open and welcoming place for people of color from the African continent no. to like just go and live there. I just, I don't, I don't remember that. I, I might be remembering wrong. So that probably means that he was... The, the Communist Party was outlawed in Nigeria. So he was probably a, a Nigerian communist revolutionary or something like that. I don't know if that's the case, but, you know, you can make that leap. Mm-hmm. Living in, born in Leningrad, now St. Petersburg, she, they, she comes to the United States by way of, I believe, East Germany, eventually ends up in the United States in the 90s, early 2000s. She goes to school and she becomes a Soros fellow. So she's like a Soros fellow as well. The, the boogeyman that we're not supposed to talk about, because if you talk about it, you're, anti, you're an anti-Semite, right? But it's funny how they all end up being Soros fellows or something like that, right? So she gets a Soros fellow for, um, I believe it was, you know, rising immigrants is what the, the fellowship was for. Then she ends up working for Joe Biden on Ukrainian policy, of all things. And she's the person that's working with Facebook on election integrity and ostensibly stops the Hunter Biden Ukrainian story. So you can't make this stuff up. I, I, say, the, <laughs> I mean, come on, man. We have to go to break, but like, if you know all of that about her, I find it hard to believe that Mark Zuckerberg doesn't know just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, come on now, Mark. And he's spending millions, millions to meddle in this. I mean, come on. What in the world? Exactly. All right, so we've got more to come, but first we want to thank our sponsor, Not Free America. Not Free America is written by Mike Donovan, and this guy has fought tyranny for years as the founder of the nation's largest pro bono civil rights law firm. As Donovan puts it in his new book, Not Free America, our Bill of Rights has been under attack long before COVID-19 or George Floyd's murder. If you refuse to surrender your liberty to any earthly power, you need this book. Not Free America solves the issue of citizens being used by the government, but it's more than just a book. It is a solution. So visit NotFreeAmerica.com to take the Liberty Pledge and order your copy today to find out how to stop the overreaching abuse of our government and what actions you can take to do better. We must work together and do better to fix our ever-compounding liberty crisis in America. If we can unite around the concept of liberty, we can create lasting greatness. Remember, the most significant changes usually come from crisis. So do your part and visit NotFreeAmerica.com today. That's NotFreeAmerica.com. Order your book today. We'll be back in a minute. 
There may be a few less people ordering Girl Scout cookies this year, and as much as I love those tagalongs, this was really disappointing. The Girl Scouts of America, they deleted a social media post from yesterday that congratulated Justice Amy Coney Barrett for becoming one of only five women in U.S. history to be appointed to the Supreme Court. The original post, it featured a photo of Barrett along with a photo of the since-retired Sandra Day O'Connor and then the three sitting female justices on the Supreme Court. And it just said simply, congratulations, Amy Coney Barrett, on becoming the fifth woman appointed to the Supreme Court since its inception in 1789. Then they deleted it. So in a statement they put out on social media, they explained that the post was deleted because it was viewed as a political statement instead of simply congratulatory. So they said earlier today, we shared a post highlighting the five women who've been appointed to the Supreme Court. It was quickly viewed as a political and partisan statement, which was not our intent. And we've removed the post. Then they said Girl Scouts of the USA is a non-political, non-partisan organization. We are neither red nor blue, but Girl Scout green. We are here to lift up girls and women. I I just think they handled this so I mean, I rarely give my personal opinions about these stories, but this made me really upset. You better get personal about this. Like, this is ridiculous. They should not have pulled the tweet. You could easily say, look, we're not political. And by the way, Bader Ginsburg is in that tweet. Yes. Okay, it's bipartisan by nature. But this shows you that the, that the radical so-called feminist movement in this country will only defend the woman on the left. Oh, if that was a boxer saying, can we highlight the, the justices who were, you know, you know, not conservative that, before they were supreme? Oh, they would have no problem with it. It's because, you know, Amy was on there. The conservative. Yeah, yeah I, I saw something uh, on the Internet. An African-American judge, justice, swore in a female yes. justice. And the only people in America upset about it are Democrats. By the way, this is a this is a Caucasian justice with African American children. Yeah. Okay. Oh no, she's racist for having those kids. It's yeah. um, it, she yeah that I mean that that that's what they because, said because they write the rules as they go. Yeah, yeah. I know. Okay. No, it's it's absolutely and, and you know, Planned Parenthood and and the Girl Scouts have done things together. So to say that they're a non that they're yeah. they're not political right. is just facetious on its face. Well, this just disappointed me too because I felt like this is what they're teaching young women is. Hey, if you get hit with a lot of really intense peer pressure, yeah, you just cave. cave. Just cave. Yeah. I, it, it wasn't even, I guarantee it wasn't even a lot, okay? It yeah. was just maybe the first wink they cave. Mm-hmm. They're so afraid of cancel culture, they cancel themselves. So disappointing. Well, something else that's upsetting a lot of people over in the UK, um, family celebrations that break coronavirus restrictions in the United Kingdom, they might be broken up by police entering their homes. The police chief warned people that, hey, if there are large groups of people getting together where they shouldn't be, the police will have to intervene. He said if there's flagrant breaking of the rules, we're coming in. They said, you know, I'm sorry, you can have so many people in your little group, but if you've got more than what we're saying, if, if people are reporting you, we're going to come in, break it up, and send everybody home, maybe even make some arrests. Do you think we're going to see anything like this in America? Because as you mentioned, Yako, I mean, Newsom, Gavin, Gavin Newsom, Gavin Newsom raises his hands and says, if it's crazy, we'll do it first. No matter what, whether it is sexual immorality, you know, pedophilia with children or this nonsense where they now say, if you've got three children, pick two for Thanksgiving. Tell one you're not welcome. Bring that to Texas, buddy. Okay, <laughs> you're not walking out there. Okay, this is why half of your state is departing your state. This is why millions are leaving, okay, because of this kind of radical nonsense. I and mean, the, the difference between the United States and, and the United Kingdom and Canada and, and other British 
um, former colonies is that they really don't have the rights to say no. Yeah. Right. The, the, I mean, the, the Canadian Charter of Rights and Fe- Freedoms, which comes from, you know, a British tradition, actually says we can kind of suspend this at any time if we have to. Right. Like, like, like it's a clause in the bill. Like that would be a clause in our Bill of Rights. We can suspend the whole thing whenever we want. Like that, that's in their Charter of Rights and Freedom. They're already stopping speech. They're already stopping a bunch of things. I think if you tried to do this in the United States, they just couldn't do it because, quite frankly, I'm not having a Thanksgiving dinner. I'm having a peaceful protest. It's <laughs> a great attitude. Well, I, I will say they are a little worried about it. Um, they, the West Midlands Police and Crime Commissioner, he said it's very likely that this will lead to civil unrest in the region, um, especially as people have lost their jobs due to these regulations. One of the few things people have right now is the comfort of being with friends and family. Look, it's almost like the ploy is do not get people to interact with people because they may actually tell each other the truth. And they may band up against this lie. They talk about going into people's homes in the UK, you know. Now, in California, I'm with you. He's threatening. Yeah. But you couldn't. It's unconstitutional. Right. You couldn't physically do that. Mm-hmm. But over there, they can. And I lived in Canada. Trust me, they can. Yeah. They can do whatever they want over there. That place is nuts. Yeah. They said, we're sitting on a time bomb here. We're getting very near a stage where you could see a considerable explosion of frustration and energy. I would say so. Yeah. All right, we've got to go to break. When we come back, we'll have our question of the day. Stick around. I say fight back. I hope they do. Fight yeah, back. Yeah. Come into my house. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so yesterday, uh, Jason was here and he asked you guys, should we repeal the Section 230 protections for big tech? 94.4% of you said yes, and only 5.6% of you said No, and I think that's probably because we've seen how they're lying to all of us and hiding information, and so that makes perfect sense. Yeah, with, uh, I don't want to harsh Jack's mellow, but um, (laughs) yeah, I would vote yes on that. Oh, Jack Dorsey. (laughs) All right, so today, our question for you is, do you think coronavirus mandates are impacted by the upcoming election? Do I think the mandates are impacted? Of course, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're, they're, yeah, they're, Absolutely. Absolutely. You're going to see a lot of them go away, I think, after November 3rd, Um, especially if the death rate keeps going down as cases go up. Mm -hmm. I thought it was interesting. uh, Mayor of Boston today said he wants everybody to get tested. I think everybody should say that they want everybody to get tested so we can show how much of a non-issue The death rate is is. only going to shrink. It's only going to diminish more. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, people still have such conflicting views about the mandates. I was surprised at how many people are supportive of them. You know, I figured most people would be like, let's let's get them over with as fast as possible. There are, but it's politicized. If that's your question, it's politicized, 100%. All right, so if people want to know more about you, Yako, and what you do, where can they go? Instagram, yako.boyance, YouTube, all social media, and sharetogethernow.org. Or help us fight for our children. Yes, absolutely. You've got amazing resources. And then, Rob, what about you? Uh, Twitter, at Rob Eno, all one word, R-O-B-E-N-O. You've got some funny tweets. All right, we're going to have some really extensive election coverage next Tuesday, so you want to be sure and tune in for that. We've got an amazing special right now for subscribing, so you've got to find it all here on Blaze TV. All right, so thank you guys so much for watching. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, same time, same place. Thank you, wonderful. Thank one you. Else. One else. That's right. Now I'm going to find some new cookies to buy. No more Girl Scout cookies. Oh, so well, no. if, you like the, if you like the Thin Mint, uh, Trader Joe's has a very good really? Thin yeah, Mint knockoff. A very good Thin Mint knockoff.
Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.